Amazing. Good afternoon, people. Yes, I'm excited. We're on Thursday. We've got people arriving. 30 seconds to make sure we're all getting set up for success today. Gina, thank you. Chris, Gerdip, Ivan, Mark, Samantha, Stuart. Great to see you. I see you all arriving. Some of you have got some new faces. The regulars really appreciate all of you being here. Mm. Let's give it a couple more seconds. Let's make sure we're getting ready for this. As always, mobile phones, first of all, let's remove all the distractions that we've got today. Mobile phones, let's get your phones out. Let's make sure they're in airplane mode. No beeps, no buzzes, no pings, no nothing, other than a full 100% attention to the time that we're gonna to spend together going through today's content around personal development planning. Just had a message there regarding a document that I'm going to share with you all at the end of this session. So I've got a little gift, a little bonus for you at the end of this that we've been working on this week, and I'm looking forward to sharing that. So making sure you've got drinks handy, herbal teas, coffees, waters, whatever it is you're set up. And as always, making sure you've got your uh, clean sheet, notepad, pen at the ready, you know, making sure you've got plenty of ink and you're not gonna be looking for another pen halfway through this session, set that page up. At the top of the page, you're gonna write keepers. Keepers are the things that we wanna remember, the, keep, the things we wanna keep hold of. So that when we read back through those notes, it creates new thinking and it keeps the, 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 the ideation flowing and progressing forward. Really important we do this. Objective for today, we wanna be aiming for three or more keepers as we go through this session so anything that i say any questions that comes up or anything in the chat box you think oh i need to keep hold of that get it on that sheet so it reminds you ah heading into this last of the couple of people coming in let's get off the screen share i remember to do it this time that in itself is amazing before the last thing before we get into the the the, the session making sure that everyone that you are registered for tomorrow's session, Friday, last day of the week. We're going to be looking at some tools and ideas to really help keep that momentum going and get some deeper um, introspection and reflection on what you do, why you do it, and how you make sure the plans and the strategies that we're putting in place now maintain that forward momentum. And, and looking at different tools and different lenses to help you intensify your understanding of the challenges that you are setting for yourself because life needs challenge. We need that positive friction. When we understand what our challenges are, we can stack them in the right order. And those tools that we're gonna to share tomorrow are gonna to help you to do that stacking. So we're gonna share a link in the, in the chat box. Make sure you're registered for tomorrow. Other announcement, we have a guest speaker coming in for next week, Jeff Birch. Very funny, brilliant keynote speaker. Uh, he's talking about the, the, the cunning sales plan strategy that you can employ so you've got four days of jeff birch there'll be jokes there'll be entertainment well worth let's make sure you're registered for next week as well uh, and maximize these free sessions let's do this my name is nathan simmons senior leadership trainer and coach for mbm making business matter the home of sticky learning and the idea of these sessions is to give you 20 minutes micro learning of leadership development and soft skills, which we provide to the grocery and manufacturing industry for free to help you be the best version of you right now in this moment and prepare you not only to develop yourself while you're working from home, 
but also for that return to work if you're going back there in the next week, two weeks, four weeks, whatever. So we're going to share some core ideas. This is part four of the PDPs. If you haven't seen the previous sessions, the link's on the web page, also on YouTube to go and see those. What have we covered so far? Let's dive in. One, overarching goal. We talked about this um, on Tuesday, we started to move to this. So these are your three five-year-plus goals. Where do you want to be at the furthest point that you can see, that you can imagine, that you can work out, you can get to? If it's three years, if it's five years, if it's 50 years, this is your overarching goal. People can only see as far as they can think. And if you haven't been asked these sorts of questions before, where do you want to be in five years' time? What is it you want to create in this life that benefits other people? What's the great impact that you want to, to leave for seven generations after you? If you've never been asked these questions, you won't even know what the answers are. So take the time to ask them. Number two is then we're getting into 12 months goal, 12 month goals. So what we do is we take that OAG, the overarching goal, and then we break it down to one year. What do I want to achieve in the next 12 months that is going to help me move towards this? What is it I'm doing for 12 months from now that is going to move me closer to my overarching goal? I start to strategize this. Section three, which we're going to dive into a little bit now, is then we want to break it down into 90 to 100 day planning. And we started working on this yesterday. So we want to take that 12 month plan and we want to chunk it down into three blocks approximately of 90 to 100 days. How do we do this and what's the best way to do it? Key questions to be asking. Now that you've got a bit of a viewpoint on where you want to be in, say, three to five years from doing these sessions, or you've got a bit of an idea percolating in your head, what is it you would like to achieve and or need to achieve inside the next 12 months that's going to move you closer to that? What things can you see that need to happen? What needs to be included? So that you are, when you get to the end of the 12 months from here, wherever we are now at the 30th, you know, the last, the latter end of April, 12 months from now, what do I want to have achieved in that time? And start brainstorming some ideas. You're sitting there with your pens and paper, start just throwing some stuff down, brain dump it out, mind map it if you need to, throw things out there. And as you're doing this, and you can start doing this now, later on. As you start doing this, you'll start to see there's some elements that kind of plug into each other. And you can start grouping them together. And when you group those things together, what you will find is your 12 month will break down into three or four categories. And as I was talking about yesterday, you will then find that these, these groups, whatever they are, will all go into one, two, or three of these, of these columns. 
just making sense with everyone everyone with me on this see some yeses and no's and if you're not then we'll go in and we clarify what we need to just making sense with everyone yes 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 good so we brain dump all the activities we believe we need to take boom they're on the paper we then group them up we then stack them into all the, the three 100 day blocks that we've got three times 100 days And then we work out what the chronological order of these three these three 100 day stacks are. As I said yesterday, I'll give you an example. If you want to change department or you want to become a consultant from where you are, you there is no point in going for the job interview if you haven't done the research on the company that you're moving into. There is no point in attempting to sell a product as a consultant or service if you haven't built the product or haven't done the research and design potentially to say that you have enough material to create the product. So what you have to do is really understand that once I've got these things in order, like in, in their stacks, how do they fall chronologically so that then one knocks into the other, knocks into the other. So it becomes a domino effect as I complete this, it's a natural progression. As I complete this, it's a natural progression. As I complete this, all of a sudden I'm there, and it's the end of the 12 months and we've got success. Uh, question coming up, never even thought about breaking it down into three 100-day blocks. You're very welcome. Couple of things on this. One is, why isn't it 365 days? It's got nothing to do with Roman calendars or um, uh, Andean calendars. It's just purely for the fact that depending on how we stack our year and when we're doing our activities, when we get to places like December and January, it's a bit of a write-off for certain things to happen. Now, if you think that all months are made equal and you try and get some projects finished in December, I'm not sure that's really going to work. Because by the time you get into the beginning of the second week of December, everyone is burning and using holiday. And then all of a sudden it's the festive period. And if you're not on holiday, somebody else is. So you're just not going to get the communication you need to move forward. You're better off using kind of your the latter stages of November going into December to start tying off any loose ends that might be falling out of this. And making sure that you're using the time you've got in those periods for your own personal development, your introspection at this point. You cannot rely on other people at the time because they're going to be thinking about family. They're thinking about Christmas shopping. So we break it down into 100 day blocks. Where do we want to go with this then? He says. So we've got 100 days to focus on an element of what it is you want to be working on in 12 months. Question. While I get them, I want to do a screen share in just a second of some statistics that are going to show you how the importance of doing this. What have you already got in your 12-month objective? Even from this conversation or before, what have you got down as your 12-month goal? And also, what actions are starting to come to the surface from thinking this way from this conversation right now? Go. Let's light up the questions box with actions and ideas that are popping up, because what you share may help somebody else improve their thinking and, and, and take another step. So what actions and, and goals and ideas have you got for the next 12 months and some of these 100 day actions? 
Either everyone's scratching their head or they're typing furiously, one of the two. I hope it's the latter. Complete my third degree with distinctions, one test and assignment at a time, absolutely. Uh, action, read more in the areas I'd like to be promoted in, absolutely. You know, it's no different when we're going for a job promotion, we read up about the company. When we get clarity on where it is we want to go and the jobs we want to do, you'll do more research earlier and you'll be more, you'll, you'll have a more distinguished and replete level of thinking before you even go in there. Implement new system, HR system to the business, absolutely. And we start, put, start turning those cogs and getting that momentum, which is good. Currently at selection stage of potential suppliers. Nice, good. So there's good stuff happening in here. Um, training, category knowledge, but ensuring it is my calendar so I can block out and ensure the time is spent on this and not distracted by absolutely time management. Huge, we're gonna cover that in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll make a decision, uh, absolutely. So we're starting to see some action starting to move in this, which is really great. Let's be really clear with this though. Just because you've got 100 days to organize and act and plan out, doesn't mean, depending on where you're working or how you're working, that you have a whole day to do this work on yourself and to take that action. Some days you will. Most days though, you have a contractual obligation to someone else. And whether it is you're moving inside that organization or moving outside of that organization, it doesn't matter. You still have obligations and agreements with people that in the majority mean that most of your days will not be eight hours focusing on your personal development and taking those actions, potentially. So what we do, stage four, is we take our 100 days and we go three by 30. So that's what I'm talking about, the 90 to 100 day planning strategy. We break down our three stacks into three more stacks. So we can get a 90 day view rather than looking at the year view. So we've started off a very high level and we're starting to come, in, come down by degrees of altitude to get into the detail. As you've heard me talk about before when setting goals, and this is where we get the differentiator in, in business strategy, OAGs, your goals, we don't set smart goals, we set smart objectives. When you set smart goals, the moment you make them smart, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, the moment you make your goals realistic, it says they already exist, therefore they don't, there is no level of friction that is required to make it. And the moment you make your goals smart, they become small, mediocre, average, repetitive, and time-wasting. Said it before, and I'll say it a million times before I die. At the same time, it's important though, when we break it down, that we may, uh, sorry, make our objectives realistic. Because if your next step isn't achievable, you're never gonna take it because it's gonna be too frustrating before you even bothered with it. Man, too much. So we take our one 90 to 100 day plan, we break it into three sections of 30, which funny enough fits into our calendar. So this could well be February, March, April. We have a title for one of these categories here, that sits over that. It then breaks down into 30 individual hours. 
of activity because maybe you only have a lunch break maybe you only have the drive home maybe you only have the hour when you put your kids to sleep so i'm kind of managing and helping to mitigate any potential obstacle that anyone wants to put in the way because i've done them all i've worked through all of them and i've eliminated every possible excuse to make sure this happens audio books um it, you know sharing the time the bedtime routines making sure that i um, isolate myself at lunchtime rather than being pulled into other distractions. So we break it down into 30 hours of activity. So by the end of the, of the 100 days, 90 to 100 days, you've done 100 hours of activity in a very specific area. So one person was here saying researching um, a potential employer or organization. If you actually did a full R&D, sorry, a, a full learning on that company, for 90 hours, how much would you know about their business before you've even applied for the job? I'm getting serious now, I can feel the serious face coming on, sorry. I need some sort of in Botox injection after this. <laughs> so what we do is we break it down by hour because sometimes those tasks may not be one hour. Maybe it is listening to an audiobook. maybe it's Mindset by Carol Dweck and I think that's 10 hours. You know, if you want to learn about how your mind works and the mindset and, and, and how to shift it, you're going to have to take 10 hours of your lunch breaks in this period to help eliminate that or to help move through that. Someone's response here to that question was enough to become CEO. Yes, because I guarantee most of the people in that business won't know their business at the level that you will as a result of spending this amount of time on that specific thing. So we break it down. The three lots of 30, 90 to 100 days. This is really important. If you spend an hour focusing on one task, what percentage of that time will you spend in percentages? What percentage of that time will you spend focused on that one task? Go, let's light up the questions with some answers. 100%. What else? Any more? Any more for any more? 100%. 100%. Good. Correct. 100% is the right answer for this. Repeat the question. If you focused on one task inside an hour, what percentage of that time would you spend focused on that task? Correct answer in the majority got 100%. What happens if you try and do two things though in that hour? What percentage of your time will you be able to focus that hour on two tasks? Good, we've got 50%, what else? 50% on each or how, what percentage have we got here? 50% each, good, 80%, 25% each, we're getting closer. So we have this wonderful thing, good, 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 50%, 30%, we've got a good spread here. We have this wonderful thing called context switching, which I learned about recently. I'm just gonna move my image over, just gonna get the name right. Gentleman by the name of Gerard Weinberg, Weinberg did a study on this. Is when we start to split our attentions on things. Let me share my screen and so you can see what I'm talking about. You can see on the left hand side where it says one task, 100%. The moment that we add a second task in, you can see where it says number two at the bottom, simultaneous projects. The amount of focus that we give to each task suddenly drops to 40% because 20% is the time it takes to wind down from the previous task and build up momentum to get to the next one. So we're now losing 20% of our time. Then you look and see what happens when we put a third activity in. 
we're actually only spending 20% of our time doing any work. So 20% on each activity with 40% being taken up with context switching. So the distraction between tasks. And the more tasks you add in, the more you get distracted. The easier it is for you to check an email. The easier it is for you to get up and go and get a coffee. The easier it is for someone to go, oh, Bob, can you help me with this? And then you're done. So when we break this down into singular actions, we focus our attention on the singular action and we work through it to completion rather than trying to do multiple things. Hope this is useful. So we plan out the strategy. As I said yesterday, and let me reiterate super clearly, you may be doing things in, in number one that may be relevant to number three. It doesn't mean you ignore them. You just send out one of your tentacles, because I call it octopus thinking. You send out a tentacle, you grab hold of it, and then you park it so that when you come back to number three, you can bring that tentacle in and go, good, I've got this stuff ready. I've got my scrapbook moving. I've got the, I've got the documents, the references saved. So when you see that stuff, you can keep it there. Why is this important? Let me cut this full screen. You have this wonderful thing called your reticular activating system. So let's give you some science here. Reticular activating system, it, it helps you to pinpoint things and see things and see patterns and pick up on these sorts of things. Prime example, you buy a blue Volkswagen Golf. So you go to the car showroom, you pick up your blue Volkswagen Golf, and you're driving on the road, and all of a sudden you start seeing more blue Volkswagen Golfs. Who here has experienced this? You bought a jumper and then you see more people wearing the jumper or shoes or handbags or cars or whatever. And the moment you do that and you're looking around, you're like, oh, everyone's got one. Didn't realize. And this is your reticular activating system. So it's picking up on patterns. And this is something we've evolved with. Now, what happens is, is when you start to open the learning part of your brain up, when you, some put when you have kids, yeah, you start to notice a lot of things about other people's kids and other people's push chairs. This is, you know, it's really, it's a big thing. So when we do this, when we start to, to activate this level of learning and this level of attention, stuff starts coming in. You start to become aware, oh, look, I've got this free email course, and oh, look, there's another book over here. Oh, that's really, oh, shiny object syndrome, which a lot of entrepreneurs deal with. We go into this learning state, our brain opens up, and all of a sudden it's very easy to get distracted. So we need the action plan to make sure we're executing on a singular basis each and every time. If stuff comes in from section number three, we keep hold of it, we park it. We use this level of learning to strengthen the next level of learning and so on and so forth. Because if you jump to here and you haven't done the preparation here, you may find that actually your naivety, your unknown naivety when you get here is actually gonna restrict you from doing what you need to do. How often have you said, I can like to see the comments, when you've been doing something serious or working on a project, and you've been doing it for two, three, four, five years, and you get to the end of it, I, I wish I knew then what I know now. How many people have said this at some point in their life? Amen, someone just said. Yes, 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 yes. Hand up here, yeah, absolutely. And actually, if you had done the observation work, if you'd done the foundational work, actually maybe that would have happened earlier, and it would have happened much clearer because you wouldn't have run ahead, which is as human beings, we all have the tendency to do. Rush forward, attack, I've got a solution, rather than holding yourself back, as we did with the GROW model, in that reality phase, 
just to have a little look, a little look, a little longer. But you do get stronger in the adversity, yes. And the learning gives us knowledge, yes. Primarily, though, from what I've learned from my experience, it's given me knowledge that I can share with others to help them get results. I can give them practical, pragmatic understanding from reality that says, you know what, this is the approach that I took. Have a look at this and this and this, incorporate this, and it will help you to avoid that pain shifting to suffering or sitting in that pain and that frustration for any longer than you need to. Not deny you it, not to deny you the pain, because pain is useful in order to share in best practice exactly this. Hence the reason why I talk about this stuff. Time, crikey, that has flown. We are on 22 minutes. What has been useful from today for the way that I've broken this down into your daily actions? What's been useful? Context switching totally savages your productivity. Beautiful choice of language. I love it. Yes, it does. Three lots of 30, break it down. Context switching, phenomenal. Yes. Do one thing at a time and finish it before taking on number two. Absolutely. There is a book on my shelf. I'm yet to read it. It's called The One Thing and it talks about this sort of stuff. Um, planning such small amount each day. Yeah. One step. When you have your big overarching goal, as I've said, it can be overwhelming and daunting because it's an overarching goal. It's kind of meant to be. If it doesn't, you know, frighten you, it's too small. Your goal doesn't make you stutter the first time that you say it. For me, it's too small. But I'm conscious that when we have to break it all the way down to the individual step, you don't need to know how to get here. You just need to know how to take the next step. That's it. Smart objectives, not smart goals. Yes. How do we approach concurrent things that are not sequential? That's a good question. Hold that thought. Impact on 30 hours dedicated topic is encouraging. Yes, good. If the 10-day block won't work, 10-day blocks don't work. 100, not 10. Uh, uh, okay. What if they're not sequential? There will be something sequential in it. There will be something in there that says, you know what, this is naturally the right thing to do first. There will always be an order. It's not about necessarily time outside of you, it's just there is a natural order to things to happen. It's one of the few things that we have to um, accept, let alone acknowledge. There would always, whether how fast that order happens or that progression happens, you know, I cannot say. If you look at the um, the fruit tree, I'm saying that waving over there because I've got my chili peppers sprouting on on the windowsill. Um, you know, you cannot, you have to germinate the seed before you get the fruit. You have to create the right environment before you put the seed in. There will always be some step. So kind of just sitting with that question, okay, what is the natural order of this before you even start? So if you know, if you've got your three stacks, what is the natural order of this? What do I need to focus on right now that's going to create the natural steps? When you go into your 90 and 100 days, when you focus your full attention like this, you may find you actually take the activities quicker and you may not even be in there 100 days. You may have 100 hours of activity, but because your focus is intent and you know, fully um, intentive and attentive, I'm not even sure intentive is a true word, but we'll trademark that for today. When you have that, you will find you'll get momentum quicker. Why? Because you start ticking things off. Bam, 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 bam. How many people here have written a to-do list? I know the answer to that, everyone. 
How many people have done something they've ticked it off? How many people have done something that isn't on the list and then written it on the list just so you could cross it off? Yes or no? Me, yeah, me, yes, yes, yes. I know, I'll tell you why in a minute. Yeah, absolutely, someone's got yes explanation. It's a scientific, you bet, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why? Because every time, every time you tick something off of your to-do list, you get a dopamine hit. No different to cavemen going and getting food for the tribe and doing these sorts of things. You get a dopamine hit because it feels good. So it becomes addictive to do these things. So what we do is we leverage the dopamine uh, production in the brain. We take the activity, we tick it off, it feels good, I'll do another one. So then we start moving from, oh, I've used the drive to work to listen to this podcast, great, tick. I've used my lunch break to do this, tick. Oh, daughter's gone to sleep, it's eight o'clock, tick. And you start working through these much more cleanly. So you will find when you focus into one area, you'll start ticking those things off much faster. Ah. Uh, in the stack theory, are we completing the three by 30 in order to achieve the stacks in number three? Uh, hold on, let me think about that. In the stack theory, are we completing the three by 30 in order? You will find the three by 30 will be one of these things. So it might be stack number one that is these and everything that drops into this. Again, you might think find there's a sequential order to some of the elements in there. So again, work it out. You might put it all down and think, mm, that's not right. Quick, swing it over there, do that, move it over there. Walk, I'm conscious of time, crikey, I'm having too much fun with this. Um, now, what questions have you got? I've seen a couple of questions come up. What questions have you got for me right now to help you take this even further? Question, please repeat your own smart goal words that you mentioned earlier. <laughs> Small, mediocre, average, repetitive, and time wasting. They did change the SMART acronym more recently and the R was relevant or results focused. Previously when they made the, the acronym for this, it was achievable and realistic. Was painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel achievable or realistic? No, it was putting the man on the moon at some at one point realistic? Was manpower flight at one point realistic? Was the four minute mile um, a realistic? No. So the moment you make your goals achievable and realistic, or at least realistic, you, you cripple yourself, so stop it. What other questions have you got? So that stuff, again, gets me quite emotive. What other questions have you got for me right now so I can help you take this even further? Ah. While we're doing this, the bonus for you for showing up today, we weren't able to upload the document into the chat box and, and into um, GoToWebinar today. We have a copy of the, uh, the new MBM PDP document. Got it set up on Excel so you can go and then you can update elements to it and it's covering all the elements that we worked on today. Um, so I'm just going to come out of that for two seconds. I'm going to bring this up. I'm just going to share my screen with you. Can everyone see the, the Excel sheet on my screen? Yep, 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 yep. Good, good, good. So I've broken it down. The first screen you can see that overarching goal. Then your five traits in each of the areas. 
I've also included business objectives in there. So if you're working in an organization, you've got four sections for business objectives, check-in points, check-in dates, etc. So if you're working on a business personal objective, you can put that in when you're working with yourself and your individuals. Three by 30 stacks, smart objective um, preparation. So you can start asking yourself some questions to help build your smart objective. You've got your smart actions in there as well. I'm also going to be talking about SWOT analysis and also gap analysis tomorrow with a twist. Don't worry, it's not going to be the normal cut and dry. And for those people that are going to be using this in a corporate environment, a leadership team, you've also got your sign-off share. Is this useful to you to have a copy of this? If it's not, I won't bother sending. If it is, um, someone said, where can this be found? It will be in your inbox at some point today. Got an absolutely, please. Yes, it would be great pleasure. Yes, please. Boom. Okay, this for you attending, it will be straight into your inboxes today, tomorrow morning with the, the replay from today as well. Um, so we'll be sharing that. I hope it's really helpful. One thing on there, there is no scoring. It's just red, amber, green. Rag status, is someone on track, off track, needs a nudge, whatever. You know, scores aren't helpful in certain situations. But let's just see how we help each other. Um, what are the questions? No other questions. Uh, very clear. I hope. Scale of 1 to 10, how useful was today? 1, not at all. 10 being absolutely. What have we got? Nine, ten, eight. It's good. I wanted to share this with you before we close up today. I've got another quote here. I seem to be like getting a lot of Obama love this week. Never view your challenges as disadvantage. Instead, it's important for you to understand that your experience facing and overcoming adversity is actually one of your biggest advantages. Stack your challenges. Create your challenges, put them in front of you yourself. Rather than letting someone else put them in front of you and causing yourself frustration, stack your challenges in front of you and get excited about the fact that you're putting them in there. Got a question about when the coaching cards will be received. Um, I will get an answer to you very shortly on that one. I know that the order has been placed and they're on the way. Coaching cards, if you haven't picked up a copy of the coaching cards, please do, they're on the website. And also, I asked this question yesterday, what would the impact be if you or I, if I was to have this conversation with your team inside your business? If we were to take a day and go deep into people's personal development and take them through these structures and these ideas, what would the impact be on your business? What would happen to the results in your team? If we were to come in and we were going to teach them the coaching skills and the mindsets we walked through last week with the personal development planning as well, how far would your business go? How far would your team go? And what would the results be? I know the answer because I've seen it firsthand. Sharp and focus on business objectives, absolutely. More empowerment among team members, absolutely. You will have individuals. Empowerment is an interesting thing. Everyone says, oh, I'm going to go and empower my team. No, you're not. Empowerment, when you break it down, actually means in power. I can't empower you because it comes from inside you. That's what we talked about yesterday, you know, is necessity is the father of invention. Inspiration is the mother that births all of this. And when you have that inspiration, you will have aspirations. Fantastic results, motivation, better understanding of each other, absolutely. 
if it's appropriate and you would like to have a conversation with MBM about making these conversations happen in your business to create these outcomes to develop your individuals and increase your results speak to us that's what we're here for whether we do this online and I do this from the so-called comfort of my own home in front of a whiteboard via go to webinar or zoom or whatever or when all this starts to calm down and we start to see a new the brave new world we're heading to that i come to you and you know work in in your business and support your development of your team and you as an individual that's also possible let's start having these conversations i'm keen to change the world i'm keen to get this information to people and i'm keen to help improve your results everyone thank you have a lovely day. I'll see you tomorrow. If you're not registered, get registered. If you're not registered for next week, get registered. It's going to be a phenomenal week. See you tomorrow. Thanks very much.